welcome to PHM in Your Practice, the podcast where we explore population health management from a radiology perspective. I'm your host, Chris Hobson, and today I'm joined by Dr. Ashley Prosper. Dr. Prosper is Assistant Clinical Professor of Radiology at UCLA Health. A member of the ACR's Commission on Informatics, Dr. Prosper is also Chair of the California Radiological Society Committee on Diversity and Inclusion. Dr. Prosper, it's a pleasure to be with you today. It's a pleasure to be here with you as well. Well, welcome to the podcast. Um, please tell me about your role at UCLA Health and how it led to your interest in lung cancer screening. Uh, and it might be worth mentioning right off the bat that uh, a lot of people use the, the acronym LCS for lung cancer screening. That's exactly right. So I am a diagnostic radiologist at UCLA in the divisions of both thoracic imaging and diagnostic cardiovascular imaging. And as I think about it, my academic career and education has sort of paralleled lung cancer screening. So I was a medical student when the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial results were published. And then as I was a resident, uh, CMS approved funding for low-dose CT screening for lung cancer. Um, and those efforts, of course, were led by our very own Geraldine McGinty. And then about midway through my residency program in radiology, we began lung cancer screening at the hospital where I worked. But uptake was, you know, slow as to be expected with any new screening exam. As I came to UCLA, one of my colleagues and now mentors and friends is Dr. Aberly, who was the principal investigator of the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial. And I am learning so much from her. I've worked with her on several of her grants and projects, and we now co-direct the lung cancer screening program at UCLA uh, alongside a nurse practitioner, Brett Schusel, who is a fantastic uh, colleague and advocate for screening. So as I've worked with the multidisciplinary lung cancer screening program at UCLA with both Dr. Aberly and Brett Schusel, um, you know, I've just been really passionate about increasing utilization of lung cancer screening and making sure that we have equity in terms of our access to lung cancer screening. As you've progressed through your career, um, I'm interested to know, you know, how how you've formed your idea about how lung cancer screening relates to population health management. It's a wonderful question. You know. I think it's important that we um, make sure we have the same idea of what it means um, to do population health. Um, I really like the CDC's definition of it, being an interdisciplinary and customized approach to healthcare that utilizes non-traditional partnerships. And that can be partnerships with the community, uh, with academic institutions, with industry, with government, all in the name of improving outcomes within our communities. Now, lung cancer screening is really a fantastic tool. It's estimated to reduce mortality by 20% relative to chest radiography. And depending on sex, it can reduce mortality by 24 to 33% versus not screening at all. So lung cancer screening is enabling us to detect more early stage treatable cancers. And despite these excellent numbers, 
that we see with lung cancer screening, the utilization by eligible patients is hovering at or below 5%, which is shocking to me. And this, you know, this challenge of increasing utilization of this life-saving tool is one that's going to require collaboration, not just amongst academic centers, but also with public health specialists and our community leaders to make sure that patients who need screening and who are eligible for screening can get the screening that they need. Now, over your career, it seems like you've begun to zoom in on lung cancer screening in the African-American community. Um, you know, what prompted that interest uh, in, that, in, in that sort of uh, standpoint? And can you share any personal anecdotes that inspired you to work in this area? Sure. You know, um, one of my big passions is making sure that we as radiologists do all that we can to ensure that patients get the radiological care that they need. And as a thoracic imager, lung cancer screening is a tool that I have in, in my arsenal to improve population health. So I was looking at cancer facts and figures, um, evaluating the uh, population of screened patients here at UCLA, as well as some of the national data. And I'll admit that I was shocked uh, when I learned just how um, how high the disproportionate um, effect of lung cancer is on the African-American population. Um, and this is despite me being a physician, despite me being a radiologist, I, I admit that I just wasn't aware until I really started combing through the data. Um, you know, I was surprised to learn that African-Americans suffer from lung cancer more than any other population group. Um, we as a people are more likely to get lung cancer as well as to die from it. Um, this is a cancer that is particularly devastating to African-American men. African-American men are 37% more likely to develop lung cancer than Caucasian men. And what's really uh, perplexing is that this is despite a relatively lower exposure to tobacco. Um, African-American men um, as a group uh, consume about 30 to 40% less cigarettes and yet are still so disproportionately affected by lung cancer. Now, the exact reasons for this disparity remain unclear. It's thought to be a combination of biological, environmental, political, and cultural factors. But what's really encouraging is when we look at sub-analysis of the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial data, what it showed is that African-American participants who were screened had the greatest reductions in both lung cancer mortality and all-cause mortality. So what this tells us is we have a group within our population that has a huge risk for lung cancer development um, and dying from lung cancer, but we also have a tool that can really uh, improve um, outcomes and save lives. So, you know, this immediately, to me, just, you know, stuck out um, as an opportunity for me to improve um, 
Im improve care um, and to, as a radiologist, really affect population health. And so um, I just started immediately trying to brainstorm and think, what can I do um, to affect change in this area? And, and you've, you've mentioned the National Lung uh, Screening Trial a couple of times. That's something we'll go ahead and link to in the show notes for, for anyone who may not um, know what that is and would like to read more about that. Um, during the COVID-19 pandemic, um, th there was about a three or four month period there where uh, routine screenings, including lung cancer screening, LCS, were postponed. Um, what effect uh, do you believe that postponement will have on uh, lung cancer screening uptake in the African-American community? You know, I'm, I, like so many others, um, like all of us, am, am very worried about COVID-19's effects. Um, and that's a multi-fold um, worry for me. So first, you know, I'm just worried about COVID-19's effects on the African-American community as a whole. Um, you know, there's some epidemiological reports that are showing that African-Americans have increased risks of death. Uh, from COVID-19 itself, as much as a two-fold increase when we look at data from New York City, for example. Um, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention shared a report in April that found that 33% of hospitalized patients with COVID-19 are African-American, and that's despite making up about 18% of the community being evaluated. So again, we're seeing increased risks of morbidity and mortality from COVID-19 within the African-American community. Now, as we look to the post-pandemic landscape, you know, I, like anybody else, I, I'm unsure of what that's going to look like. Um, I don't know how this is going to affect, how this is going to affect insurance status. Um, how many more within our population are going to be primarily worried about caring for family members who have been devastated by the virus and as a result are pushing aside their own health care needs? What I do know is that lung cancer screening is a process. So it's not just a one-time event where you get screened and you're done. This is something that needs to be maintained uh, with annual follow-up and adherence to screening recommendations. And the reason why timely follow-up is so important is because we know that nodules that pop up between screens are aggressive and they portend worse outcomes and we can't afford to let them go undetected. So right now within my own lung cancer screening program, I am working with my team to make sure that we can contact patients who have delayed their screening as a result of COVID-19 and to make sure that we can get them caught up. Um, but this is a problem that's going to be faced really across the country. Well, speaking of meeting a, um, a problem that's happening nationwide, you, you've um, been developing along with the ACR um, a, a, an initiative, a project that strives to improve uh, LCS uptake in the African-American communities across the country uh, by designing outreach tools. Um, can you please tell me a little bit about this initiative and what you hope it will achieve? Of course. So, you know, realizing that um, African-American lung cancer mortality rates are so much higher 
than other groups. And again, uh, you know, recognizing that sub-analyses show us that the mortality reduction in African Americans can be significantly improved with screening. I feel this moral obligation, you know, as a lung cancer screening program co-director to make sure um, that this data is not only brought to light, um, but that we work to improve it. So turning back to population health, I recognize that it's not just me within an academic center or me within a lung cancer screening program that's going to be able to affect change. Um, I really need the benefit of non-traditional partnerships, um, specifically community partnerships, to be successful. Um, there are a lot of challenges for us to tackle in terms of making lung cancer screening um, accessible and making it something that patients are interested in participating in. Um, there are multiple potential barriers to uh, participation in screening, some of which um, are affected by things like stigma, by uh, fear, by um, perceptions of uh, medical mistrust. And tackling these problems is going to really uh, require a multifactorial approach. So what I aim to do in this project is to develop uh, a website, uh, informational videos, um, scripts that can be uh, used by community partners to really promote lung cancer screening and to make sure that um, the disproportionate uh, mortality risk and morbidity risk of lung cancer within the African-American community is known um, so that we can start to take uh, steps to mitigate this risk. So I'm not just looking for buy-in or acceptance uh, of this program from community leaders. What I really want to make sure that we develop and cultivate is collaboration, uh, evaluation, and ongoing feedback. What I think about is when I'm writing a paper or preparing for a scientific presentation, I often pause and try to explain my question and what I'm working on to my non-medical family members and friends. And what I found is that when I do this, I receive invaluable insight, not only into how I'm communicating a message, but also into how I'm going about solving a problem. And in some ways, what I'm trying to do is scale up that process to uh, tackle a larger issue. So I just don't want to, you know, be isolated in my approach to thinking up solutions to improving lung cancer screening um, and start putting them into motion. I want my community partners to help me select the solutions that will be most effective. Um, you cited uh, just, just then in what you were saying, uh, um, uh, you know, basically a, a history of medical mistrust among the African-American community when it comes to uh, seeking health care and whatnot. Um, so, since uh, accessibility of quality health care for all is a central pillar of PHM, um, you know, how, how, how will your project avoid this perception to, to achieve its goals? Thanks, Chris. You know, um, I think there are two really important factors here. Um, one is um, the perception of racism and the other of medical mistrust. So, 
you know, when we look at studies who that have evaluated um, the social stress of racism, we see that um, social stress of racism is associated with increased rates of smoking, and it's negatively associated with being up to date on cancer screening. Then when we look at medical distrust, you know, we have a really unfortunately dark history in our shared medical past. When we think about perhaps the best known example of creating medical mistrust, you know, we think about the Tuskegee experiment. And while the Tuskegee experiment started in 1932, you know, it didn't end that long ago. 1972 is not that far uh, behind us. So we really have a lot of work to do in terms of making sure that African Americans know that the medical community is here to provide assistance and really has their best interest at heart. Um, you can't just brush over um, a really challenging and, and dark past of some mistreatment uh, within medicine. So what I aim to do is by engaging community leaders, I want to create not only buy-in, but really a dialogue. So I want lung cancer screening to be a process in which I engage community leaders to really provide frank feedback on these educational tools and outreach tools that we're creating together. And the reason I, why I want that is I want these tools to be applicable and I want them to be effective. So I am creating a panel of community stakeholders who I expect and anticipate to give me really, you know, frank and honest opinions about the website that we create, um, about the videos that we film, and about how um, they're utilized within the community. So this is going to be an ongoing collaboration. Um, and the goal with this is to make sure that patients feel that these tools are created by us and for us and are something that can be trusted and something that can be utilized on a, on a broad scale. Well, Dr. Prosper, thank you so much for the enlightening conversation. Uh, where can people find you online? So I am active on Twitter, which I can thank to um, the ACR and my colleagues for getting me engaged in. My handle on Twitter is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, E for my middle name, Elizabeth, Prosper, P-R-O-S-P-E-R. Thank you for that, Dr. Prosper, and thank you so much to our listeners. This has been PHM in Your Practice. See you next time.